Father, as we go into your word, thank you because you will speak directly to us. You will show us deep truths from your word. Thank you. Have your way. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Glory to God. All right, so we started our conversation on spiritual warfare. Last week, Wednesday, by the grace of God, we were able to establish six foundational truths about what we've called victorious warfare prayers. When we leave it as warfare, it sounds like a battle that you might not know the outcome. But the truth is that for the believer in Christ Jesus, the reality of warfare is very true, very real. But the reality of victory is even more real for the believer. If you've not joined or listened to last week, I want to encourage you. What we are discussing this evening spins directly from those foundational bricks we laid last week. So I want you to set a time in your calendar if you were part to re-listen. And if you've not, you'll be blessed this evening. I'm sure of that. Confident heavily in God. All right, that you will be blessed this evening. But please, I'm imploring you, I beseech thee. Therefore, glory to God, that you make our time to revisit last week's um, introductory teaching on victorious um, spiritual warfare. Luke chapter 18 and verse 1 has been our anchor scripture all through this conversation on prayer. And he, Jesus speaking, spake a parable unto them to this end. The end was that they ought always to pray. They ought always to pray and not to faint. We said that the concept of prayer to the believer is like oxygen. It is necessary air for you to breathe. For when you are not breathing, your life is at stake. It says you begin to faint there and there is imminent extinguishing. Pardon my French. All right, men are not always to pray. Women are not always to pray. Interestingly, this is a scripture that a lot of men's group use. So the women are happy. That is not, it doesn't say women. <laughs> All right, but thank God for the light of God's word that we know that this is talking to us. This is not gender sensitive. This is speaking to us as his children, as believers, that we ought always to pray and not to faint. On this conversation on victorious, victorious warfare, victorious warfare prayers, uh, we've been looking at Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 12. It says, finally, my brethren. Now, those who joined us last week know the meaning of finally. That before you get to finally, there is an initial conversation about sitting. There is an initial conversation about walking. And then finally, my brethren, we can now tell you about standing and taking your stand. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Mm. Against spiritual wickedness. So it gives, you the, it gives you in war strategy, this is called knowing the enemy. Knowing the enemy's strategy. Knowing the enemy tactics. Knowing, and the enemy doesn't have no new tricks. He uses the same old tricks of deception. The old same, old same tricks of ignorance. The all same tricks of wickedness and deliberate attempts collaborating with people who will make themselves available to play the role of accuser. Hmm. Second Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3 to 6. Remember our conversation this evening is the weapons of our warfare. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, 
that doesn't mean that we are walking in the flesh as it were. It means that our existence is very physical. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. We reckon that life is very spiritual. We reckon that the supernatural realm is very real. Our response to that information is not fear or paranoia. Our response is to leverage advantage because that is the back end. That is the source code. That's the source realm where things begin to take shape that will form in the flesh or in the physical. It says, verse 4, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. Somebody say they are mighty. All right, someone is settling down there. We'll give you 10 seconds. We'll give you 10 seconds just to, just to catch your breath because we're about to dive in now. It says, for the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty. Somebody say mighty. They're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations. <laughs> Glory to God. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness, somebody say readiness. All right, somebody say readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Glory to God. The word of God is so rich. It's so rich. Super, super rich. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to dive in? All right, so this evening, we are looking at the weapons of our warfare. Now, let me say this before we get in. By the leading of the Spirit of the Lord, I will be discussing with us this evening six, six weapons. Now, if you buy a book titled The Weapons of Our Warfare, you see 27 weapons. I say, but PD said there are only six. So this is PD telling you now that for, this, for the purpose of this discussion, we are discussing six. If a man of God or a woman of God on the authority of scripture, not being creative or innovative or being a wordsmith, but on the authority of scripture, unveils truths from scripture, all right, that you find that as scripture, you can say I've used scripture like a million times, all right, as weapons available for the believers, tools for victory, all right, by all means, open your heart, test all spirits and receive it gladly. But for the purposes of our conversation, we are going to be discussing six of them this evening, trusting that the Lord will help us with our time this evening, as we will try to make it very, um, very digestible, that the Spirit of the Lord will take these words, brood over them on your heart, and that you will be an, a well-equipped believer, walking excellently in victory. That is my desire. The reason why we do these teachings is not, and, and, and I think <laughs> um, being a part of a ministry like this, where you are taught the Word of God, you know you can't. You can't show up to God and claim you don't know. You know, you know, there are some things that the way we've charged them in this ministry, thou art inexcusable. When God asks you, why are you not praying? Like, God, I was not even sure what prayer is. Hey, member of KICC, Toronto, <laughs> that you've done. <laughs> God is saying, thou kiddest. <laughs> Glory to God. And he says, hey, there, there, there were victories looming over you. Great destinies. I had, the, 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 there was opposition against you, but I already gave you the secrets of victory. Why didn't you enforce your victory? He said, God, I didn't understand spiritual warfare. God says, eh? you don't understand what? I think, can I see the Darkest. Glory to God. The, the point I'm making is we are learning all of this, not just to know, not just to brag, but to do, to enforce, to, to practicalize this victory. 
And it is my prayer for you that your life will be proof of the victory that has been secured for you through Christ Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, that any lingering battle, every persistent opposition, whether overt or covert, whether obvious or hidden, whether grand or mundane, whatever, whatever dimension it is, as far as it cannot be found in the Christ, that it is not permitted to dwell in your space, and we command all such strangers to flee. In the mighty name of Jesus, somebody say the weapons of our warfare. Come on, say like you believe it, the weapons of our warfare. Glory to God. Number one weapon that we discussed this evening. Number one, if you're writing, please write this down. Number one weapon is the ministry of the word. The ministry of the word. The ministry of the word. Child of God, there is no basis for your victory outside the provisions of victory secured for you by the word of God. This is the this is the this is the secret source code for the believer's victory that you can find and discover what the word of God has said and written concerning you and you can take it as a basis you can take it anywhere and you can say based on what is written concerning me it doesn't matter what your position is if it is an affliction in your flesh if it is a disease state in your body if it is outright manifestation of demonic activities whatever nature it is there is victory for you in the word of god i have come to announce to you that the number one attack on your life will not necessarily be an affliction that has overt manifestations, but it will be an attack on your study of God's word. Child of God, if you do not have a systematic avenue to receive God's word, if you are not a part of a family where the, the primacy of scriptures is prioritized, your teachings based on God's word, your prayers based on God's word, your songs based on God's word, all right, you, you are at risk. You belong to an at-risk population if you consider yourself to be a child of God and you do not know his word. I say that again. You belong to an at-risk group, to a heavily exposed, endangered species if you reckon yourself to be a child of God and do not know what God's word says. Because the devil will always show up to check that you really do know what God's word says. He's going to come to you and he's going to challenge the truth of God's word. Did God really say, as God really said, if it be so, are you truly? That is ex essentially what the enemy throws at us. He's querying there, querying. It's, it's, it's like a sound. People who do oceanography will get this. Or people who do obstetrics and, and gyne, it's the same principle. You, 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 you poke to determine depth. It's called sounding. You, you can estimate how deep this is by how it interacts with the instruments. In the same way, the camp of the enemy will check you out. It will check you out. Initially, it might be something small. It might, you might say, it's just, it's just a headache. It's just a, there is nothing just a. The principles of your victory are the principles for your victory. The faith it takes to defeat headache will be the, same, the faith it will take to raise the dead. But you begin to, to, to gain mastery in the workings of the word, all right, by interacting with the light of scriptures. Somebody said the ministry of the word. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. You know, you know what is interesting and I love this, that, that this is how we are starting. Every time Jesus spoke, he said it is written. Every time the devil spoke, he said it is written. The difference between it is written that Jesus says and it is written that the devil says is not just an ability to read what was written, 
but an ability to unveil what was covered. Every time Jesus said it is written, he was essentially saying, I have found where it is written, and it has been revealed and unveiled by the Spirit of God. That these are not just words, but this is light. But when the devil says it is written, he has no light. He's giving you quotable quotes, you are releasing words of life. He's releasing the letter that can cause death. You are re releasing the spirit there. Child of God, this is an invitation for you to go beyond an academic storybook casual interaction with God's word to dive into the realm of revelation where you leverage the ministry of the teacher, the Holy Spirit, the author of scriptures. And you are saying, reveal these words to me. I know I've read Matthew before, but I'm not just here to read. I'm not just here to click a checkbox. I'm here to interact with my maker. I'm here to enjoy fellowship in his presence. Spirit of God, show me. I am reading a genealogy. Begat, begat, begat. And in between that, light begins to dawn. And I say, wow, glory to God. You first dance. <laughs> you first dance and rejoice. You're looking for people around to share with. You're looking for people around. Say, glory to God. I found it. I found the secret of my victory. And the enemy will come to check. Each will say it is written. He said, boy, I found it. It's too late, devil. I found it. Matthew chapter 4 from verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. What an interesting scripture. And when he had fasted 40 days, peradventure he thought he was breaking at 7 or 6 p.m. He had there and 40 nights. <laughs> he was afterward and hungered. So in English, plain English, he was very hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the son of God, Command these stones be made bread. But he answered and said, It is written. Somebody say it is written. See, the devil is an ancient, ancient, cunning serpent. You are not, en you are not enjoined to have conversations. The longer your conversations are with the devil, the deeper he is sowing roots. He says you rebuke him and he will flee. Eve did not know this. She entered into a discussion. She thought he was Easter alive. Instagram live. Devil sent invites. Oh, cute serpent. Accept. They started chatting. Many of you have accepted invites with demons. Having conversations you have no business having. Conversations that should have ended with thank you, God bless you. That should have ended with bye. And some outright end with I, I bind you in the name of Jesus. These are serious demons posing and parading, looking like something else. Looking good, well-dressed, perfume, nice-smelling, demons. Jesus shows us the model here. It is written. It is no long, no, no long conversations. It is written. It is written. If you don't have a word for the enemy, then you keep quiet. You, you, go, you go unveil the other weapons. Don't, don't enter a conversation. Don't enter a don't say, but don't, don't use logic with an ancient serpent. You don't use logic. You don't use, you don't use brain power. To resolve supernatural mysteries. You don't, you don't use project management tools to solve generational issues. It is written. There is an ancient word that is tested and trusted. It's, it says it's tested in the fire seven times. We can leverage on the ministry of the revealed word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Again, the devil comes and says, but this is what is written on you. It counters again with scripture. Child of God, you, get to you got to load yourself up with God's word. You have to know what he says. I'm not necessarily saying memorize. I'm not necessarily saying, oh, you're saying, is it Ephesians 6? 
verse 5 or verse 6. But somewhere in Ephesians, it says, no, no, no. The, the priority is nowhere. The priority is, is how it is planted in your heart. For it is written. Devil, you go figure whether it's a, don't get me wrong. There's a, there's a dimension of skill where you are now, you are now proficient in locating. You are like a, you are like, you are like a geographer. When someone gives a statement, you've plotted the graph. You know, number one, it is Old Testament. You know, number two, it is Zechariah. You know how many chapters are in Zechariah, and you know this was the topic in the middle. So you already know this is a conversation from verse 3. You have the plot dead. Right there in your mind, it comes with proficiency as you bury yourself in this word. But pending that time, pending that time, you just know it is written. This is what the word of the Lord says about me. For it is written. It is written. When it comes to attack your body, it is written. When it comes to attack your finances, it is written. When it comes to attack your marriage, it is written. When it comes to attack your children, it is written. When it comes against the church, glory to God, it is written. We, we, we stand guard with the weapon of the word. The weapon of the word. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation. And it says, the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The spirit will require the word of God to wield the offensive. It says that the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Child of God, never allow the enemy steal your intimate time where you get to study God's word. Do not permit it. Never, never permit it. That is already victory secured for the camp of the enemy. When you meet a child of God who has no relationship with scripture, no, no relationship at all, they show up once a month at church, they say amen and they go back home and say all is well. I actually don't need those people. They need me. They need my offering. They need my tithe. You kid. Thou kiddest. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. It says, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Which is the word of God. Having decked up on this armor, a key weapon that the spirit of God wields with. Remember, your, your, your duty is to take a stand. To take a stand. So when the spirit of God comes, you have, you, you've taken a stand like this. At, okay, there's no sword by his side, but that's fine. This guy needs to go study the word. Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. Then the spirit comes. He pulls it out. He says, you will not need to fight. You will not need to fight. I just need to meet the word on your lips. You will not need to fight. I say, it is written. It's wielding. It is written. It's wielding. It is written. It's wielding. There is, a, there is a movement in the spirit. It is written. He knows. This one knows the word. This one's know the word. You can't mess with them. They know the word. You can't tell them to, 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 to start eating something funny or to bring you know, all these ridiculous things that fly in the word of, in, the, in, in what is supposed to be the house of God. You can't call that the house of God can't call that the house of God. You can't. Eating leaves, washing of underwear, and you call it God's house. Even you, you, you I mean, you know, they know, they know. The deceiver and the deceived know that all of them combined are jokers. That's not God's house. But how do we, how do we, how do we put up a solid defense against such, such, such decadence is by putting the word of God as, as, Primacy. When you begin to hear things like, I know the word of God says, but as a flag, I am a prophet called by God. Even though the word of God says, but hey, no extra biblical authority is permitted. 
See, Christ himself established it as a principle. As a principle. It is written. Somebody say it is written. Hebrews chapter 4. I need to move faster. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word that God speaks. In the King James, it says, for the word of God. This is trying to remind you here that it is not just the written letter. It's saying it's the energized word which it speaks. It means that what you really are doing is you are interacting, you are reading, but the Spirit of God is energizing it to be His word. It speaks. It says, for the word that God speaks, I'm reading Hebrews 4.12. It says, it is alive, it is full of power. It is making active, operative, energizing, and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword. Glory to God. We'll come to this next week. It says it is penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul and the immortal spirit. God's word is powerful. Come on, help me tap your neighbor. Say God's word is powerful. Tell them God's word is alive. Tell them it is quick. It is sharp. It is our tool for victory. Glory to God. So the number one weapon in your hands, dear child of God, is the ministry of the word. Never allow the enemy cheat you out of it. Never allow even a ministry. Say, you don't need to study. You don't need to pray. We are praying for you. We are studying for you. That is a tool for defeat. We are praying for you. In fact, let me move on. Let me move on. Number one, the ministry of the word. Number two, the ministry of the blood. The ministry of the blood. This weapon is particularly powerful because it is repeatedly embarrassing to the devil and his entire court. The blood is the ultimate stamp of defeat for the devil. It is a stark, painful, embarrassing reminder that the one thing, the one thing, they had just one job. The one thing they could have done, really, to prevent all of this conversation about victory, which is why the enemy will always try to, to diminish and to make light the efficacy of the blood, and which is why when people joke about the blood, we have to be careful what we joke about. Um, yeah, people say things like, you need to in blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus, before you know it, the blood has finished, so you have to start sprinkling blood of God. You know, there might be a lighter way to look at it. All right, but this, I'm talking about, I'm talking about our weapons here. There's power in the blood of Jesus. It's, it's, it's the ultimate mark of victory. It's the ultimate emblem of victory. Every time you plead the blood, there is a heartbreaking reminder that the devil, you failed. It's a reminder that you failed. Every time you uphold the victory, come on, let's go to scriptures. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11. And they overcame him. They secured victory. How? By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. They overcame him by the blood and they testified of the victory of the blood. And they testified of the victory of the blood. Consequently, they were able to find a life that was beyond death. They were able to find a meaning for living that was not threatening, threatened by any threat on their own life. Because they found real life. Glory to God. Somebody say there is power in the blood of Jesus. This mystery is very true. It's very true. There are very few cults in the world. Maybe the joking ones that do not understand the place of blood. Maybe the ones that are still learning work. <laughs> There's got to be blood. There's got to be blood. When Adam and Eve discovered their fall, they, 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 they made a bloodless sacrifice. They were pulling leaves. What came out was sap. 
Xylem and phloem, for those who did agriculture or botany, it was in blood. And Jesus came, God came to them. He says, no, we, we, now you have activated the basis for the blood covenant. He says he took an animal. He made for them skins as a symbol that this is a partial covering. There's full covering coming. Glory to God. He says, the lamb, the lamb, this is just a picture. This is just an animal. But there is another lamb that from the foundation, you guys think this just happened? But from the foundations of the world, there is a lamb that has been prepared to be a sacrifice for you, for me. I love this weapon particularly. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. We plead it by declaring what it secured for us. It's not a spray. If anybody sells any spray, any bottle for you, and say this is anointed blood spray, they kid, they joke. Don't buy it. If you bought it, <laughs> go ask for a refund. We activate the power in the house. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let me show us a strange scripture in 2 Kings chapter 3. This is part of what, I mean, when the Israelites were entering, about entering to the promised land and Moses was having his final accounts, which is essentially what is documented in the entire book of Deuteronomy. Moses warned them. He said, the, the nations you are going to, that I am going to, God speaking, drive out from before you. He says, do not engage in any of the detestable practices. And he made a list of all their detestable practices. He said, it is for this reason. It is for this reason that the judgment of God has come upon the unrighteous. He says, don't learn their ways. Don't learn their ways. They, some of them have gone very deep, very deep into wickedness, into, into demonic mis mysteries. Some of them have, have locked places that they, 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 they dine as it were with the devil. I'll show you a mystery. In 2 Kings chapter 3 and verse 26. And when the king of Moab saw that the battle was too sore for him, it took with him 700 men that drew swords to break through, even unto the king of Edom, but they could not. This was a war that was on the verge of being lost. Then it took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead and offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall. Now, see what, see the power of a demonic sacrifice that involved the life of a canal. By carnal, I mean human mortal. See what it yielded. How much more? This son that was sacrificed for you and for me. See, the reality of this thing sometimes makes you begin to, to get. Let me tell you, only anger is no anger towards a fellow human being. That's only disguised vex. You have personal vex. You want to quote it with holy. Holy anger really is finding truths from God's word. I am annoyed with the adversary that have walked in the dark for this long. Light has come. No more. Get your hands off. That's real holy anger. You demonstrate it in the place of prayer. Not that you're slapping people or abusing them emotionally. I say it's holy anger. That's not holy anger. This is holy anger here. That you see that someone was losing the battle. He took his eldest son that should have reigned in his stead. What such demonic, demonic leverage is that? Offered him for a burnt offering upon the wall and there was great indignation against Israel and they departed. The war ended. They just went back. So what sort, what, what sort of infantry? Blood had been shed and blood cries. Blood speaks. <laughs> blood speaks. Blood speaks. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. We read all the way to verse 15. It says, neither the blood of goats, these bloods, pardon me, these, the blood of these animals showed a dimension of effectiveness in the old covenant. Follow me. It says, neither by the blood of goats and cows, but by his own blood. This is not the blood of the firstborn of some random pagan king. It says, but by his own blood, he entered in once 
into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and the blood of goats and the ashes of a knife are sprinkling the unclean, if it sanctifies to the purifying of the flesh, how much more glory to God. I feel like dancing and jumping. How much more shall the blood of Christ how much more shall this weapon of our victory, who through the eternal spirit, offered himself without spot? This is the only perfect sacrifice. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. How much more shall this blood secure victory from every attack and opposition of the enemy? How much more shall this blood secure victory from every devourer that is attacking your finances? How much more shall this blood ensure that the effect of the curse, even though it worked in the firstborn, it worked in the secondborn, but it's reached a firstborn now, a new firstborn in Christ Jesus. Uh, glory to God. How much more? Shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, offered himself without spots to God. How much more? How much more? There's power. Come on, let me say it again. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood. The power in the blood is not only on first Sundays when we do communion. There's power in the blood of Jesus. You walk around there in your house there. And you sense a funny atmosphere in that room. I say, not in this place, devil, you're wrong. The spirit of the Lord gives you promptings. I say, I plead the blood of Jesus, for the blood of Jesus has secured my victory. It secured my deliverance. There's peace in this mind. You, you can't sleep on day one. You can't sleep on day two. You almost want to go and take a sleeping pill. I remembered how much more. How much more. How much more. Glory to God. How much more. The letter arrives. And it's not the news you're expecting. But you know there is an advocate. There is a blood that speaks. Even if a pagan king was at the verge of loss, decision made, verdict given, but blood can reverse it. How much more? Somebody said, glory to God. There's power in the word. There's power in the blood. These are the weapons of our warfare. Number three, the ministry of the name of Jesus. The ministry of the name of Jesus. Please, this is not just school. There's no test after this. The real test is real life. That the next opposition that comes, you already know the word. You already know the word. I've said this many times before. Heard it by a man of God who shared how he was from a lineage of very occultic people and he was actually heir to be priests in one of those shrines. But he met Jesus and he said, I don't want to have anything to do with you again. Go, anybody that wants to go, I don't want. And the demons from his father's house saw to it. They were afflicting me in the nighttime, afflicting me in the daytime. It was terrible. He couldn't sleep at night. All sorts of strange dreams, demonic attacks, all sorts. And he went to his pastor. And he said, Pastor, please pray with me. I'm under attack. What do you mean you're under attack? He said, this is a little bit about my family. We, we, we know the devil. We know, we know demons. We know them personally. I was in that lineage, meant to be next. But now I found Jesus. And the pastor took him to scriptures. He opened for him Mark 16. Opened for him Matthew 28. I'm happy to thank God for pastors whose first point of call is the word of God. Not African magic. Thank God for real men and women of God like that. We will point the people to the weapons, to the word. Say, it's not about how I feel. It's not about what I think. Let's go to the word. And he showed him the all power in heaven and earth. Say, those people from your, from your father's house, what power are they using? He said he wanted to answer. It's on earth. Remember, he said the one in heaven too. Okay, maybe the one in heaven. He said on heaven and on earth. It just dawned on him. There's no power they are using. The glory to God. He said, you have the victory. Go in this strength. And he went back home. 
and they came again to attack him. The enemy will come to verify. He wants to check if what you heard is still on YouTube or if you've received it in your ears or if it stayed in your ears and it's entered into your mind, if it's still, if you're still processing it in your mind or if it's sunk and become revelation in your spirit. The enemy will check. Life will check. Came one night rattling his bed, shaking his bed, shaking his bed. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. As they're saying Jesus, this thing was shaking more. The enemy will shake you with fear, shake you with winds, with storms. It will make your curtains rattle. Some of you, after a teaching like this, you might have funny dreams. It means you are pressing places, you are pressing points. You just dedicate two hours in a night. Say, I want to invest this night to secure the, the destiny of these children. You begin to release the blood. You, you find scriptures that speak about your children, that speak about their children. I'm raising them in a foreign country, but they are still taught of the Lord. I know they hear all sorts in their schools, but it is the Spirit of God that regulates their hearts and their learnings. I am making declarations there, covering them with the blood of Jesus, speaking victory, deliverance over their lives. You begin to touch places and covenants, agreements. Then they'll come and just do some little nuisance. Don't be afraid. Don't stop. You press harder. It means you are eating a spot. You are eating it. You're going harder. You annihilate. Total, complete destruction. Complete victory. And it will be your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number one, the ministry of the word. Number two, the ministry of the blood. Number three, the ministry of the name of Jesus. The ministry of the name of Jesus. The ministry, see, the name of Jesus. And I've heard people say, don't say Jesus. That's English. You have to say Yeshua Amashiach. Only when you say Yeshua Amashiach, that's when there's power. You know, some people believe they, they feel more. Say, don't say the Holy Spirit. You said the rock, rock, Kodesh. You say the Hebrew way. That's when they think power. Mm. Mm. The sons of Skiva with their Hebrew. <laughs> See, don't allow demons make a mess of you. If you don't know who you are, if you like say Yeshua, mm? or you say Jesus. Or Yehoshua. Demons will tell you we are not here for linguistics. You don't know him and you don't have his power. You don't have his mark on you. Glory to God. Proverbs 18 verse 10 tells us that this name is not just a name, but this name is a supernatural ministry. It represents, it, it, it is a, <clears throat> for you to understand Proverbs 18, you have to go back to the book of Lefticus. And numbers, and you, you begin to study the law of the cities of refuge. A place where the guilt, hey, see, scripture is rich and complete. Proverbs 18, verse 10, it says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. This time it's not sinners running. This time it's not those who are guilty. It says the righteous, the blood washed, the redeemed of the Lord, they run into it. And then, and I, I like the way he has, and he's safe. It's a dare. He's saying, come and check us out here. Come over here and let's see. Let's see. Come over here. He says, there is a name. There is a place. There is a place that you and I can go to. It's a place called the name of the Lord. It's a mystery. It's a weapon for you, dear child of God. He says, you can run into it. Not just calling in the name. Not Jesus. 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 Blood of, blood of Jesus is not an exclamation mark. There's power in the name. When you call it as exclamation devil is happy. When he said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. The enemy says, more, more, more. Jesus is counting. But when you stand your authority in the name, you know what the name represents. 
You foul spirit, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. Get out. Uh-huh. Say this one, this one's no. 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 Glory to God. I said glory to God. There's power in the name of Jesus. Someone put it on the chat section. There's power in the name of Jesus. Come on, I said there is power in the name of Jesus. Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10. Wherefore God also has exalted him and given him a name. Is giving him a name. Is giving him a name which is above every name. Yeah, I love that song that says, let every other name fade away. Anything that has a name, anything that has an identity. It says we have a name that is above every other name. I don't care what it is called, whether it's called lack, poverty, whether it's called generational curses, whatever name it is called, sickness, disease, hypertension, diabetes, cancer, whatever name it bears, we have a name that is above every other name, that are the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Child of God, the weapons of our warfare indeed are mighty through God. They are mighty through God. They are mighty through God. They might not look like Jim Jim. As you can see, we've mentioned three already. It's the same way Saul. Would he have the audacity? Would he have the confidence to go face Goliath? Add the, the, the effrontery to suggest weapons to the one who had the faith. He had the most important weapons. He knew the word of God. He reckoned this guy is an uncircumcised Philistine. He has no business talking about the, the armies of God. He has none. He has none. He has none. The one who had faith, he says, the God who has delivered me from the bear, the God who, has, who helped me to tear the jaws of the lion, he will also defeat his sons. He didn't even rate him. He was not looking at his height. Oh, the, an entire army of trained soldiers cowering and shaking, shaking, including Saul. And Saul felt, let me help you. Come take these weapons. Child of God, beware of people who don't have victory. Giving you suggestion on how to win. Don't take Saul's cloak. Your stones might look lifeless. Your weapons might look carnal. <laughs> Glory. It says, but they are mighty through God. They are mighty through God. They are mighty through God. Glory to God. Number one weapon, the ministry of the word. The revealed word of God. It's living, it's active, it's quick, it's powerful. The ministry of the blood. The ministry of the blood. They overcame by the blood of the lamb. Applied the blood by testifying of the victory of the blood. That testimony there. Number three, the ministry of the name of Jesus. Number four, the ministry of praise. The ministry of praise. The ministry of praise. The ministry of praise. <laughs> the ministry of praise. This is a dangerous weapon. This is a, and this this weapon is very powerful, especially at moments where, according to the plan of the enemy, as the enemy is doing their strategy meeting, they say we throw this, then she complains. Then we throw this, then she stops waking up at five a.m. Amen. You know there's no. <clears throat> and then we throw this. Then no, she doesn't attend midweek service again. We throw this. No more cell meeting. Isolate, 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 isolate. Annoyed with everybody. Vexed with PD. Vexed with church. Vexed with God. Isolate them. More, 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 more. Complain, complain, complain. All right. The, the atmosphere around them is all dark and gloomy. Then demons now begin to do Thanksgiving service. They just come and they just dance. 
wow, there's too much fear in this room. We love it here. This is home. They are just rejoicing, rejoicing. But praise there as a mystery. Praise there. Let me show you from scripture. We read this last week, I believe. Psalms chapter 8, verse 1. Oh Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens. Verse 2. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, as thou ordained strength. Ordination of strength there talks about declaring his praises. Declaring his praises as a dangerous tool for your victory. Child of God, especially at moments where the right logical thing for you is to have a question, to have a complaint, to have some murmuring, to have a bit of doubt around you and on your lips. Those very moments are special activation moments for the mystery of praise. And you get there and you say, I will not acknowledge you, devil. I will not acknowledge your situation. I know that mail has arrived in the box. I know my email has shown me the alert. I know the decision of HR. I know what immigration is saying. I know what the economy is saying. It says, but I have come to declare the goodness of my God. I have come here to magnify his name. I have come to give him the glory. And thank God that now we have tools. We have tools. These guys didn't have tools in those days. You can, you can, you can literally go and find anointed music. If it's to dance, you dance. If it's to contemplate with slower songs, you can find them. And you are there rolling, rolling, rolling on the floor. Dancing, 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 dancing. Hmm. I shared with one of our pastors the song I use whenever I have my... So let's just say the song I used to wrap up my prayer time. Let's just put it that way. The last hour of my prayer time. The song, when I first stumbled on it, I said... These people singing, I don't know if they know what they've just released. I said, this sound is dangerous in the spirit. I said, do they know? She said, please send it. So I sent it. I think it was a month or so afterwards. Another music minister put it online. He said, the anointing of joy has been flowing around him. And it keeps pointing him to this song. I, I, till tomorrow, I don't know if those guys know what they released in that song. Now, that's a song revealed to me. It might not be your song. Some of you know your songs. Some of you, your songs is your, using your ancient dialect. <laughs> if you share it with me and I play it, I'm like, huh? but you know your song. Child of God, don't allow the enemy find you crying. Don't allow the enemy find you asking questions. Don't, don't be the reason why there is rejoicing in the camp of the enemy. Be the reason why there is headache, there's confusion. They are coming back dancing. Hey, we've caught him. We've caught them. They were fasting, they were praying, but we won. While they are just about to rejoice, they just get there suddenly. And they meet you dancing. Ha, they go back. Say these ones, these ones, they are indefatigable. <laughs> hey, let me tap your neighbor. Say there's power in your praise. It says the ordination of strength there is declaring his wondrous works, declaring his goodness, declaring his might. This is too small for you. <laughs> Just a court decision. You think this will weigh me down? Just a sack letter saying you have released me. <laughs> See, this is a promotion. I am about to be transformed to my next level in destiny. Say, so thank you. You have done well. You have done your worst. Or you've done your best. <laughs> but in, with, with my God, this is a small... And you begin to dance. You begin to praise him. You begin to rejoice. And people around you are wondering, are you okay? Some are wondering. They are really concerned about your mental health. Are you in denial? Do you really understand what just happened? Are you conversant with the realities? I tell them, well, I live by a superior reality. In this place, I bless the Lord continually. His praise is always on my lips. There's no room for questions. There's a place for inquiry. 
But even the inquiry is done with thanksgiving. Thank you, Father, because you revealed to me the secret workings of this matter. But I rejoice and I celebrate you. I lift you up. You are still God. You are king. This doesn't change the fact that you are king. His praise will continually be in our lips. Joshua chapter 6 verse 1. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. I don't know who is under the sound of my voice that the door of opportunity has been straightly shut. The door of promotion has been straightly shut. The door of breakthrough has been straightly shut. The door of enjoying divine health has been straightly shut. The door of acceleration. For a year like 2021, where we are standing and trusting God for a fulfillment of his word over our lives of plenty and progress, it will seem as though those doors have been straightly shut. It says, none went out and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, he says, see, I will give. No. He says, see, if you can. No. He says, see, I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and their mighty men of valor. That's a reminder. You don't even know what's on the other side, but forget that they shut the doors. There's strong men there. There's giants there. There's dangerous weapons there. But you have a more powerful weapon. It says, and you shall compass the city. All ye men of war. Can you see where your, your decking up comes in? You, you gather men of war, but you appoint singers. <clears throat> and go round about the city once. You will do this for six days. All right, it says, and seven priests shall bear before the ark of his presence. Seven trumpets of ram's horns. Then he have brass instruments then. All right, and the seventh day you shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall, verse 5, and it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast. Can you see that? Child of God, I'm here to announce to you, your two minutes praise and worship won't do. Your two, your one second, Father, I thank you. And then you go on to complain. No, it won't do. You're going to have to stay there until you burst into a realm of victory. Until you know that peace now floods my heart. When someone calls to remind you, you've literally forgotten. Like, oh! That's because you've settled it in the place of praise. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Make a long blast. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet... All the people shall shout with a great shout. It says, and the wall, now when we talk of wall, 21st century people, we think of our cute little walls, but I'm talking of thickness here, walls that people lived in. Those walls were essentially cities by themselves. It says, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Once again, any door of opportunity that has been shut against you as you leverage this weapon, this mystery of praise, I command all such walls to come crumbling down in the name of Jesus. The grace to stay there. When the enemy reminds you of the disappointment, you stay there. He says it's going to be a long blast. It's going to be a long dancing. You may have to do it for 30 minutes. You may have to do it for 45. You may have to push it to an hour. It's just you and your God there, just dancing. And say, Father, I rejoice in you. I give you the glory. And you're wondering, it's almost the first. The bills are almost due. When that thought eats you again, you say, devil, see what you've caused. I'm going another hour. I'm going another hour. And it reminds you, they just, they, just, they just broke your heart. They've wasted five years of your life. Say, devil, you should have kept quiet. Now I go another hour. Glory to God. Until the accuser lets to silence their voices. Says he has ordained praise. Has ordained praise. We declare strength. Second Chronicles chapter 20, 
Second Chronicles chapter 20, I read from verse 17. Second Chronicles chapter 20, from verse 17. You shall not need to fight in this battle. This is a word for someone. It says, even though you've been equipped to it, there, the word of God, you've been equipped there to deck up your weapons, your duty is not going to have to fight. It says you are going to deploy another kind of weaponry. We are about to unleash the weapons of praise in this battle. This is a battle that pushed Jehoshaphat. It pushed the people of Judah to their knees to seek the faces of God. And when intervention came, it says we are not going to have to buy you some new AK-47s. You are not going to need some new weapons and armaments. It says the weapons are in your lips. The weapons are in your singers. The weapons are in your instruments. You will shout and declare the goodness of the Lord. It says you will not need to fight in this battle come on this is a word for someone you will not need to fight set yourselves stand ye. you see this stand showing up again stand ye. see the salvation of the lord with you oh judah and jerusalem can i announce to you okay i see stand ye. fear not be not dismayed for tomorrow you go out against them for the lord will be with you verse 18 and jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground and all judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. As a church, this is what we do. For good 30 days, good 30 days after a season of fasting. We do this in January, we do this in July. Because KICC Global, we fast December, we fast June. Here in KICC Canada, we take the whole of January. After our seven days of edifice, the rest is just, thank you Jesus, you are good. There is no one like you. We magnify you. Some think we are wasting our time. Some think some of us have sleep issues. We don't know how to sleep. That's why we are up at five. <laughs> ah, ah. But when you begin to see the unraveling of the victories, then you remember. You remember that we used the weapons that were available unto us. They fell before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. They did that in verse 18. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. I'm showing you the secrets here. And they rose early in the morning. You can see why we do it at 5 a.m. They rose up early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood. Their king was not sleeping. Pastor was not asleep saying, oh, that should wake up at 5 a.m. Glory to God. Thank God for his grace. Thank God for his grace. Stood and said, hear me, O Judah. You inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prosper. Verse 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord, and that they should praise the beauty of holiness. They should declare his strength and his wondrous works and his majesty. As they went out before the army, and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy and just forever. This is what we do when we declare that the Lord is good. We are raising a weapon. It's not just an empty shout. And when they began to sing and to praise, verse 22, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, against Moab, against Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. The Lord sent ambushments for the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against, come on, look at this. Three people were coming against Judah, three nations. Two of them combined against one to destroy that one. When they were done destroying that one, then they now face themselves. <laughs> Glory. See, there's power in your praise. It's mysterious power. Especially at times where you have logical reasons to fear and to cower. That is when your praise is extremely powerful. 
stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, everyone helped to destroy another. This will be your testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said this will be your testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus. Number one, the ministry of the word. Number two, the ministry of the blood. Number three, the ministry of the name of Jesus. Number four, the ministry of praise. Number five, as a tool for your victory, the ministry of angels. The ministry of angels. The ministry of angels. The ministry of angels. Angels, according to the book of Hebrews, are ministering spirits that minister to heirs of salvation. We don't worship angels. We don't pray to angels. We don't bow to angels. We don't prophesy to angels. We don't seek prophecies from angels. But angels are part of the hosts of heaven armies that are responsible for certain executions in the realm of the spirit that will now take natural manifestation. And this is very scriptural. This is very scriptural. I know in a bit to avoid the excesses that surround angelic, you know, teachings in many funny ways in the body of Christ, where some have glorified angels. You are now wondering, this is, this is almost the new Holy Spirit. What, what are you talking about? So many people just shy away. But see, it's part of, part of the tools available for your victory. And I will show you from scripture, their jurisdiction, the role that they have to play. Judges chapter 5 verse 19, I believe we read this last week. It says the kings came forth. So while there was a physical dimension, there was something going on in the supernatural realm. And fought then fought the kings of Canaan in Tarnak by the waters of Megiddo. They took no gain of money. They fought from heaven. The stars there, the angels in their courses, they fought against Sisera. He's saying here that there was angelic release. There was a host, there was an army that was, that was released there, matching glory to God, all right, innumerable. They're securing victory while we thought it was what we were doing in the physical. But victory came by angelic ministry. Child of God, this is available for your victory. Whether or not you choose to leverage the ministry, they remain there, available. By the leading of the Spirit, the promptings of the Spirit, which is why all spirit prayers, pardon me, all effective spirit prayers are spirit-based. There are times when in the place of prayer, you just begin to hear angelic release, angelic release, and then you pick it up in the Spirit. Say, Father, thank you for a dispatch of hosts of heaven. Thank you for your dispatch of angels. Thank you because this one's excelling strength. Thank you because this one's do your bidding. Thank you, this one's they are, they, are, they are mighty in their ranks. Thank you because this victory is sorted in the supernatural. Thank you for a release of angels into doors, into offices, into rooms that cannot be physically fighting battles, securing victories for us by the promptings of the Spirit of God. Psalms chapter sixty-eight. Psalms chapter sixty-eight, verse seventeen. Psalms chapter, maybe before I read Psalm 68, 17, let me jump to Exodus chapter 14, verse 19. I need somebody to see this. Then we can go back to Psalm 68 so that you can see indeed that you have the advantage. Remember when they sent a host, <laughs> a host to come and arrest the angel? <laughs> Glory to God. And then the servant of the prophet was shaking, shaking, 
shaking, shaking. He could see with the eyes of the physical, but he couldn't see with the eyes of the spirit. The, the man of God had trained his spirit so much that what he was seeing in the supernatural was more real than what he was seeing in the physical. Child of God, may I suggest to you that every time you sense fear, it means that your physical eyes have clearer vision than your spiritual eyes. Because on the authority of scripture, every time he says fear not, is not baseless. He's saying if you can see clearly, you, are, you have the advantage here. You have the advantage here. Fear is proof of superior physical vision. Faith is proof of superior spiritual vision. The prophet saw clearly. I'm sure he wanted to start dancing. But he saw the he servant shaking. What's up, guy? What are you doing? He said, Master, can you see it's outside? Master said, oh, no. You're looking at the wrong place. The father opened his eyes. And then he saw that they were surrounded. Glory to God. Come on, type it in the chat. They say, I'm surrounded. I am surrounded. My family is surrounded. My wife is surrounded. My husband is surrounded. These children are surrounded. The works of my hands surrounded. My destiny is surrounded. As a ministry, we are surrounded. Glory to God. Exodus chapter 14 verse 19. Just look at this. This is just before. This is just before the crossing of the Red Sea. This is just before a great miracle. It says, and the angel. Can you see that in your Bible? It doesn't say the angels. It talks about one angel. Now, let me give you perspective here. Moses was leading the Israelites out of Egypt. The Bible tells us the number. But at that time, they counted only the men. And he told us there were 600,000 men. All right? Bible historians tell us when you count women, when you, you count boys and girls, the kids there, it says the combined army there was over 3 million people. All right? So Moses was leading these people. And the Bible says, you know when I saw this? Ah, I said no. I have no reason to fear. I have no reason to fear. He says, and the angel of God, one, one, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. One angel. One angel. Su supplying a whole nation. One. One. Look at that. One. So let's go to Psalm 68, verse 17. Glory to God. You know, you, you begin to find these things in God's word, and you just start dancing. You just start rejoicing. You're just happy. You're smiling. People are wondering, did you just get a raise? They don't know you just lost your job. They don't know they just asked you to leave. They don't know. They're just wondering, this one's not have any problem. They're just waking up at 5 a.m., showing up. Their life is just perfect. I see their pictures on Instagram, and they don't know. <laughs> hey, they don't know that what we're standing on is victory. They don't know. Psalm 68 verse 17. The chariots of God are 20,000. That was first count. At second count, even thousands of angels. <laughs> if you had done third count, you would have said in the words of the authors of Hebrew, author, innumerable. It now says the Lord is among them, as in Sinai, the only place. Guys, the word of God is sweet. The word of God is rich. By the time these truths are now transferred, they are not just information. It has found a place in your spirit, man. You now begin to tell yourself, wow, I, am, I actually have the advantage. I actually have the advantage. This, this rubbish insult from the village, <laughs> I actually, like, it just dawned on me. I actually have the advantage. Actually, have the, then there's, there's, a, there's an audacity that you now have. You now have. All right. 
There's, an, there's a proverb, I can't remember what language. It says, when you see a child speaking boldly, then there's something behind him. Or someone behind him. So the same you that has been afraid, you know, you couldn't do two minutes in prayer, you couldn't even do five minutes in worship. When truths like this hit you, and you know that this, these, are, these are the tools for my life, these are the weapons for my existence in this wicked, treacherous, diabolic world, I will need to leverage these things and begin to invest in the word. They begin to study the word all night. People around you are wondering, are you the new pastor? <laughs> are, you be, are you being sent somewhere to start a new KICC branch? What's going on? What has PD done to you? What's going on? Why are you studying the word like you have thesis to write? Why are you praying? Like one hour Is one hour not enough for you? You're saying, boy, I'm, I'm engaging weapons. I'm unlocking the power. It says there are thousands, thousands of thousands. It took one for a nation. Thousands of thousands. Child of God, you have the advantage. You have the advantage. Come on, I say to you, you have the advantage. Somebody say, glory to God. Now, before I go to number six weapon, weapons number one to five, all of them are voice activated. What that means is if you are quiet, you have already inactivated five weapons. If you are quiet, you are silent, you are silent. I'm not, this is not personality. I'm not saying if you're an extrovert, if you're an introvert, if you talk too much, if you I'm not talking of talk now. I'm talking of releasing power through the word. The power in the word. You're able to decree and declare that it is written. You're able to say it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I am redeemed. Let the one delivered ransomed by the blood say so. I am healed. I am delivered. All right. You run the name of the Lord. You run into it and you're saved. How do you run into it? By your words, by your declaring there. I stand in this strong refuge. I have come into this place. The righteous runs into it. So it's a place of safety. It's a place of preservation. Everything word, word activated. Your praise there, your praise there, word activated. You, you sing of his goodness. You sing of his strength. You sing adoration to the king. You declare his wondrous works. In time past, his, his wondrous works. In present past, the testimonies. Say, Father, thank you for the testimonies. We've not even read your own yet. Father, thank you for the testimonies we read on Sunday. Amazing things you are doing. What a God you are. What a powerful God you are. You first played. What a marvelous God. You dance away for 15 minutes. You come back again. Today, oh, you go again another 30 minutes. People are wondering, what did, did, did you just win the lottery jackpot? His word activated. The ministry of angels, you beckon it by the promptings of the spirit when you release words. And when you are not certain, you pray there in tongues. There is a dispatch. Even the, the chief commander of heaven's logistics knows the right dispatch. You are leveraging their mysteries, which is why I, I want to encourage you when we fast and pray for those seven days, we are not wasting our time. We are not wilding. We are engaging very, very, very deep things in the spirit that will very soon be clear to you in the physical. Glory to God. I say glory to God. So we've seen the ministry of the word, the ministry of the blood, the ministry of the name of Jesus, the ministry of the power of praise, the ministry of angels, all voice activated. And weapon number six, weapon number six is the mystery of love. The mystery of love. Let me say this. Many people have adopted spiritual warfare as an excuse for Christian-based witchcraft. I will say that again. Many people have adopted spiritual warfare 
as an excuse for Christian-based witchcraft. What they really want is the death of that person, sincerely. What they want is the embarrassment, annihilation, and, and that is those ill feelings, God will not partner with you for it. No matter how much you leverage the weapon, if there is bitterness in your heart, God will not be your partner. And if somebody truly dies because you prayed, then that was not God. What you did was you leveraged demons. You become a partner. They've issued shares to you. You just don't know. You don't know. And dividends will be paid. The mystery of love. If we do not have a conversation about the weapons of our warfare, including the mystery of love, we will raise Christian witches and wizards. We will rain curses and fire upon their enemies and we'll be gloating at burials, saying we killed him, we killed her. We had our way, glory to God. They will now tape it with glory to God. But we know who partnered with you in such demonic agendas. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. The mystery of love. Child of God, your enemy is not that person. It's the spirit at work in them. Go face your real adversary. Enjoy them with love. Enjoy them with love. Genuinely, not creepy love. You know there's creepy love. Very creepy love that will scare, <laughs> scare the person. Not creepy love. Real love. That's your nature. That's the nature of the spirit in you. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith that you being rooted and grounded in love. The potency of these weapons, your ability to leverage on the word of God is to see that you are not partnering with the accuser to see to the destruction of people. God's will and desire is that those ones who repent, the, the spirit at work in them will be dealt with, all their schemes and all their cooking, it will be, it will, it will be, it will be incapacitated completely, but the person, you love them, you desire their repentance. They will be more useful in God's kingdom than in the kingdom of the devil. They already have skill set for evangelism. Glory to God for, for active participation. The skill set is there. Your prayer should be for their salvation. For their salvation. See, by the time you unlock your love walk, you will see these weapons become like nuclear. They become like nuclear weapons. The reason why it looks as though someone is saying, PD, I've always known this before. I've heard this before. I've used the name. I call the name. But there was a big, bold, of a genuine desire to see someone fall. To see someone die. Hey, we don't do that here. In this kingdom, we function by love. These weapons are powered by word activation, but we execute by love. That you may be able, verse 18, to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ. This is it. This is the target. Not, not to find a middle point. Not to have your way. Not vindic to be vindictive. Not vengeance there. It says, but to know the love of Christ. It says this love, it passes knowledge. People won't get it. You have video evidence. It, you, it's, you, you've seen it in your dream. This is the person. This is the, this is the cause. This is the root cause of it. Rain fire on them. Destroy them forever. And you're saying no. 
we war not after the flesh. It's not them. It's the spirit that works in them. Whatever covenants now, there are those whose covenant agreement with the devil says that they are not going to break. So as God is doing that, some, some, and I say this based on scripture, some will have to go with their covenants. But even at that point, you don't rejoice over that. You, you, you see someone enjoying the wrath of God, you, you are still the voice there that says, God, your mercy. God have mercy. It's still you there. It's love at work in you. And the Spirit of God says, let my will be done in this matter. You say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, but you are still a God of mercy. That's love there. Don't know the love of Christ. It passes knowledge. It, it, it means it might not make sense to you. It says that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. That you might see the maximum potency of all these weapons that we've enumerated. That was Ephesians 3.19. That was Ephesians 3.19. Now, based on this working and understanding of love, we can now read Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly. He's saying these weapons work. They work. We just need you to, to unravel the love of Christ so that we've not added a demon that just put off black and put on white. No. He's saying that the, 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 your heart there, there is a work there that there is real love flowing through it. It's the love of Christ. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. Unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Amen. Come on, begin to thank him. Say, Father, thank you for a revelation of your words towards this evening. We now know the weapons of our warfare. They are not carnal. They are not weak. They might not make sense on a typical battleground, but they are mighty through God. They are mighty through God. Come on, as a church, we do practicals every 5 a.m. to 6 a.m., but I, need, I feel a need to give someone two minutes this evening, just two minutes, to use the word of God and say, it is written concerning me. To leverage the power and the victory in the blood. Say concerning the fact that the blood has secured victory for me in this matter. Someone needs to call on the name of Jesus and run into that name. Someone needs to unlock the power of praise and say I'm just going to dance. I know I should be complaining. PD doesn't know the reason I've not shown up for a while. But I've been annoyed with God. But now I see that I was partnering with my enemy. Now I know better. Now I'm returning with my praise. I am returning with my dance. I am returning with celebration. Even when I have every reason physically speaking to, 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 to down tools and walk away. But I see that that was the plan. That was the script in their strategy session. I will mess it up with my praise. I will magnify his name. Somebody is saying, Thank you, Father, for a dispatch of angels. The reason why I was afraid, because I was looking at this matter with my eyes. Now my spiritual eyes have been opened. <laughs> the hosts of God, the chariots of his army. Since there are thousands, thousands of thousands, thousands of thousands. I have no reason to fear. I have no reason to fear. Thank you, Father, for the grace to walk in love. Every old of bitterness, every, 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 every thread of offense in my heart is melted everyone i have locked up i release by your spirit everyone that has locked me up i get out by your spirit i walk in love he says this love of christ which passes all knowledge thank you gracious father praise and honor be unto your name for in jesus name we have prayed 
in Jesus name we are prayed I want to pray with someone this evening you've been blessed by the word but you know you don't have a relationship with Jesus this is an invitation for you you are not designed to live a life of defeat it's not part of God's plan for you in fact you are not you are not supposed to be in a cycle of a little defeat a little victory you have been called to a victorious walk perpetually when you find that life in Christ just one prayer this evening these words have, have hit your heart this is not your first time hearing God's word but it hits you differently and you're saying I, I, if these weapons are real then I need to see them work in my life and I'm saying they won't work unless you have a relationship they're only potent in Christ the weapons of our warfare are only mighty through God not outside of God. You need to become a part of his family. If anyone has told you, you can continue living in your sin, continue your old ways, you just leave us, just send your, your seed to us and we'll pray for you. And they, 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 they've told you, just continue. I'm, I'm here based on scripture to show you that God's will for you is to be in him. These weapons are mighty through God, through God, in Christ. The righteous run into it. They are preserved guess what he's made provisions for your righteousness he shed his own blood for you he's inviting you come home my son come home my daughter as you acknowledge your need for a savior you acknowledge your sin you believe in your heart that jesus is the son of god he came for you he took your place died the death that you were meant to die he paid the debt that you owed mm. and that the grave could hold him down he's alive today wants to live in you he wants to live through you i want you to confess him as lord and savior remember these weapons are voice activated say jesus i command i confess you as lord and savior over this life lord for some this is the first time for some this is a rededication for you say jesus i confess you lord and savior over this life i confess you as lord and savior over this life i confess you as lord and savior over this life Father, I ask that your grace be supplied, that your spirit invades these ones, that their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Today marks a new day in their journey. They will love you dangerously. They will find your will. They will obey you. They themselves will bring many unto salvation. Their lives will count for you. Thank you, Father, because it is done. For in Jesus' name, we are prayed. Come on, wherever you are, if you can, jam, 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 jam those hands together. Give the Lord a big shout! Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember you are a champion. God bless you.